Well, welcome back to East Tennessee. You're listening to my Smoky Mountain Guide with your hosts, hosts, Mark and Ann Bowman. I'm Mark, and and uh, that leaves me being Ann. That's my sweet wife, Ann, right over there. Mm, thank you, thank you for joining us. And we want to talk to you about Tuckalichi Caverns in Townsend, Tennessee. This is episode three, Tuckalichi Caverns, and we we went over there last week, didn't we, Ann? We did. We had a great time. It was. It was a. It was different. Different. Yeah. What was different? Well, instead of being above the surface where everything is, we were below the surface. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. The caverns. We yeah, were the, at the greatest site under the Smokies. The greatest site under the Smokies. I'm. I'm going to try not to repeat everything you say today. Well. I just, you know, what you say is brilliant, so sometimes I just feel like I need to say it again. Okay, hmm, maybe I got out of that, maybe I didn't. Tuckalichie Caverns is in Townsend, Tennessee, and many of you may not know about Townsend. You've heard of Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg and Sevierville, and uh, those are vacation hotspots. Everybody loves to go there, but, you know, Townsend is the peaceful side of the Smokies. Why does it, why does it have that name? Well, Tuckalichie means Peaceful Valley. Peaceful Valley. And that was a Cherokee name, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Cherokee Indians named it. Let's talk a little bit about Townsend, the little community of Townsend. Mm-hmm. It's right next to the entrance, one of the entrances to Great Smoky Mountains National Park, but it's the closest entrance to Cades Cove. And if you don't know about Cades Cove, you need to look that up on our website, MySmokyMountainGuide.com and read about it because it is a fascinating place. It's absolutely beautiful. It's gorgeous. But anyway, Townsend sits right next to that entrance. Yes. And why do people go to Townsend? A lot of people go to tube. Tubing. Tube. They go to tube. They go to tube. How do you tube? What do you tube? (laughs) What's tubing? It's getting an inner tube and getting in the water and going down the river. Down the stream. Yeah. I know most people know that, but there might be one or two. I didn't think you did the way you looked at me when you asked. (laughs) I thought, oh, why? Okay. You know, there might be one or two people out there that are thinking, well, tube, what's a tube? No, it it is just looking when you look down in the water and see the people just having so much fun. Yeah, because the little, I think it's the Little Pigeon River that runs right through Townsend. Boy, when it comes through the, the park, all that white water, everybody jumps in there with those tubes. There's not a whole lot of white water, but... There's enough to make it fun. Yeah. If you want a lazy ride down the river, you can get that. That's that's there, too. But there's also just enough to make it fun. Go on the website under Townsend and see all the places that you can rent inner tubes. Oh, yeah. there's pl- Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. The, what they'll do is they'll rent you the tube, and then you all pile in a bus or a trolley or some kind of one of those things, and they'll take you up to the to the to the top, drop you off, and then when you get back to the bottom, they'll load you back up and take you back up to the top, I think. yeah, All day long. All day long. You can do that all day long. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of fun. So a lot of people do that. They go there for fishing. They go to Townsend to bicycle because they've got some great trails. Yeah, uh, they got sidewalks up and down the main road that are infamous for people that want to bicycle. Not infamous, famous. Infamous is sort of negative. 
Thank you for pointing that out on our podcast. You're very welcome. Okay. So <laughs> it's it's famous. It is. It's famous for its bicyclists. A lot of people like to go there and bicycle. And I've repeated it again. Okay. But they also like to hike. Uh, they go there to horseback ride. Well, it's also where you can get on the Foothills Parkway. Foothills Parkway. That's right. And that's a great drive if you've not done that. If you get, you get on the Foothills Parkway and you drive south, I guess it is, you go all the way down and you could actually, that's where everybody goes to get on the, the Dragon, the motorcycle route. Go to Townsend. You won't regret it. It's a great place. One of the most really neat things about Townsend is this Tuckalachie Caverns and it overlooked. I mean, we go, we drove past the sign. I don't know how many times. At least 13. <laughs> we drove past that sign yeah. many, many times and just said, oh, look, Tuckalichi Caverns. I bet that'd be neat. Mm-hmm. And we never went. But we decided, by cracky, we're going over there. We're going. And and poo on us for waiting so long. I know. It was a lot of fun. It was it was a really good experience. And mm-hmm. it's a rain or shine <clears throat> thing. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're going down into a cavern, so there it's it's fine if it's raining outside because you're indoors. But you know, certain parts of the cavern, it's like it's raining. Well, it's like it's dripping every now and then. There'll be a little drip of water somewhere. Yeah, because one, it is a cave. It's an active cave. Yeah, Tuckalichin Caverns is it's not open year round, but it's open most of the year. And they have different hours. So if you'll check on our website, if you find this podcast on our website, we're going to post a link to their website so you can get the the hours and everything. But we want to talk to you and tell you about our adventure into the cave. But first of all, we need to give them a little background about the cave itself and about the the people, how how it became to be. Tuckalichi. Tuckalichi. How it came to be Tuckalichi. So do you want to tell us? The cadence is. How it came to be, Tuckalichi. Okay, all right. Another lesson learned. Thank you for that. <laughs> Do you want to tell this story about? No, I'll about, just pop in and make yours correct. Okay, so so I'll start the story, and okay. when it, when need be, you just say no. Nope, that's yeah. not right, you bonehead. All okay. Right. Well, many 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 years ago, I think that's right. So far, back in the uh, in 1949. There were a couple of college students sitting uh, in a coffee shop at Maryville College, which is not far from Townsend, maybe 20, 25 minutes away. And they were from Townsend, but they were at college. And they were talking about... Well, what were their names? I don't know. What are their names? Bill and Harry. Bill Vananda. Uh Uh-huh. Bill Vananda. And Harry Myers. Okay. So Bill and Harry were sitting in the coffee shop or just drinking a cup of coffee and talking about their childhood back in Townsend and how they used to explore the caverns near their house. Now, I've read in one place where they were as young as seven that they were they would explore these caverns. Pretending like they were Tom Sawyer. Yeah, yeah, just going down in there with little Coke bottles f- filled with uh, kerosene as lamps, and they'd crawl on their bellies and go, and they'd go in as far as, as uh, three-quarters of a mile. So they were just reminiscing about that and thinking, hey, wouldn't it be neat if we shared that with the world and and opened that up as a tourist attraction and did tours down into that cave? That's pretty ambitious for a, two young men. Well, it's how things get done. It's how things get done. It was a little after the war. Things were uh, starting to expand, but 
these guys decided, hey, you know what? We don't have the money to do what we want to do, but we're going to go to Alaska and work up there. So they went up there and worked in construction for a little while, for I think for two years, and saved their money and came back and decided, all right, let's get busy. We're going to work on this. Uh, we're going to work on making this happen. So And it took four years. Yeah. Well, four years of carrying in tons of sand for cement and gravel and making steps and walkways. Yeah, they did that all by hand, by themselves. But in 1953, and somehow these years aren't adding up, but I know it was four years from the time they decided to do it until the time that they opened it in 53 to the public that they had done a lot of work. They'd They'd done a ton of work. Oh, my goodness. It was unbelievable. But they opened it up and began inviting people to come in, and they would give them tours. So that's how it all started. It's pretty Mm -hmm, cool. mm -hmm. So so, we made our way there. And so here we are all these years later, and it's still family-run. It's a cave that's owned by a family. One of these guys sold out to the other one. I think Harry sold out to Bill. Is that right? The Vananda family owns it now. I think back in the 80s, uh, one of the families sold out to the other one. And so now it's uh, it's owned by one family. And they've been running this for all these years. Uh, the ancestors of of the original guys that, that started this. Okay, Harry sold his interest to Bill. Harry sold it to Bill. Mm-hmm. So now it's owned by Bill yep. and his family. And they've done it. They've done a really good job of maintaining this and keeping it open to the public. Well, so, you know, you know, I have to talk about gift shops here. Of course, you do. Well, that's for those of us that really love gift shops. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if it's window shopping, but we walk into this establishment, and there is a gift shop to the left (laughs) that um she's still trying to figure out left from right yeah that it it took me back in time to the gift shops that were in silver springs and i could almost smell the the orange blossom balls that you could buy um back in florida back in florida it it was so neat i saw not I'm going to say model horses, but they weren't models that you glued together. They were a little plastic figurine. Kind yeah. Of yeah. And just all lined up. There's going to be a picture on the website. It's snow globes. And the T-shirts and the the hoodies and all like that. The graphics are incredible on yeah. these things. I, I was blown away. Yeah. I wanted one of each, but I didn't come home with one of each. I don't know why. You should have. Okay. Um, anyway, there's, there's, of course, there's magnets and there's rocks and everything, but it was just a feel good gift shop. It was reminiscent of my childhood as well. All the just shelves and shelves, white shelves stacked with just gobs of stuff, pointless stuff, but not pointless other than it. It's just fun. Well, it's fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd go back just for the gift shop. (laughs) So while we were waiting, we purchased our tickets. Speaking of tickets, for adults, it's $18. Yeah. For... I think it's for... uh, For children, for between 5 and 11, it's $8. And 4 and under is free. Free. Yeah. But if you got little youngsters, little tykes, there's going to be points in there you're going to have to... You're going to have to carry them. Yeah, you have to pick them up and carry them. But we're getting ahead of ourselves on that, or I'm getting ahead of ourselves on that. 
while we were waiting in the gift shop, we waited about 10 minutes, maybe before the next tour was up. And they go, I don't know how frequent they are, but they have a lot of different tour guides and they leave every. Maybe every 15 minutes or so. 15 minutes, maybe 30. I don't know, but something like that. Well, uh, there were several t- groups coming back as we were going in. Yep, yep. There'll there'll be several groups at a time down there, but it's such a big cavern, you don't feel crowded or anything. You don't no. feel like, oh wow, look at all the people everywhere. No, but uh-uh. um, it's spaced right. It's yeah, they they do it right. So you start off in the gift shop and you go down the stairwell guided by your guide. Of Ours course. was Brandy, and we yes, yeah, Brandy. Brandy was our guide, and she was really. She was really good. She, she was over the over the top good. She she told us how she had come to the caverns to you know just like we did as a tourist. And when she was done, she went back up and asked for a job. Yeah, and they gave it to her. Yeah, and she's, that was it. Was good. They gave it to her. She was incredible. She's very enthusiastic, and she's got some some jokes that she tells along the way. Yeah, that involve. Rock, you rock my Rocks. world. Well, don't um, get up, don't don't steal her thunder now, because I'm sure she's gonna want to say these again. We don't want to, we don't want to tell them too much. Okay, can I tell? Can I tell them that she loved bats? Yes, yes, do that. She told us all about bats, and so you're sort of hoping you see a bat, but not upset if you don't. She said that it was possible that we would see one during this time of the year, but that it would be rare. But if you do, don't get too excited. I mean, get freaked out or anything, but yeah, she loved those bats. Yeah, she she knows the history of of the caverns. She knows the, you know, other huge establishments that need guides would, if they knew about Brandy, they'd steal her. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. I just did, and I'm happy I did. Okay. Yeah, she's a, she's a good guy. Very, very personable. Had a good time. And, you know, I read online some of the reviews for Tuckalichi, and they were saying that, uh, you know, they were mentioning other guides as well. So we had Brandy. We didn't meet any of the others, but a lot of other people have said that their guides as well were, were just a lot of fun yeah, and were yeah. very knowledgeable because she was very knowledgeable. She knew about caves. Yeah. So that was that was good. You don't want somebody giving you a guide that And the neat thing, too, was they none of us were rushed. They answered all your questions. They went at the pace that the group wanted to go. So you didn't feel like you were just, you know, herded in and herded out. Yeah. Now let's talk about the actual cave itself in the tour. So it, I had already mentioned that they take you down these, the stairwell and you, you end up in this room that's, you know, it's a pretty small room. It's like a very, like a big, great room of someone's home. But she introduced us to what we would expect in the cave some of the things that we would see, a little bit of the background, all that kind of stuff. And then you step off and you go down, you begin going down into the the man-made steps into the cave. And I think they said that there's about 200 steps that you're going to go down. So that's a pretty good descent down into the cave. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me say this as well. If you're going to be going down into a cave, be aware that it's a natural environment but it's also, it's underground, it's wet in places. They've done their very best to sort of rough up the floor when they put down the cement and everything. They've roughed it up so that you won't slip. But wear good shoes because one of the people in our group had on flip-flops. 
And I would say that's not the prop appropriate footwear. I never wear flip flops. I have them on right now, but I'm not in a cave. So <laughs> I love flip flops, but not in a cave. Well, if I could wear socks with flip flops, I would. Uh, oh, I don't want to picture that. Okay. <laughs> 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 just just saying, wear appropriate attire. Also, it's about 58 degrees year-round in the cave. so you Please may, take a jacket. You may want to take a little light coat. I took a little, just a little windbreaker down there with me, and it was, it was fine. It was perfect. As you descend into the cave, of course, it's a cave, so it's dark. And, but they were able to, they, they've run lights through there, and you get to see all of the natural elements that are part of a cave, which are stalactites, stalactites. There's a the river. There's a stream that runs right down through the middle of the cave, and you can there's hear the waterfall. A waterfall, you and there's can, a bear. A bear. Yeah. Well, it's the Smokies. Don't so tell them. Don't tell them what the bear is. There's always a bear. A bear. There's always a bear. Mm -hmm. No matter where. Yeah. In the Smokies. And this one's very silent and will creep up on you. Won't say a thing. Okay. Boo. <laughs> no. Uh, Don't tell them. We're not okay. All right. We just want you to know, though. No. You're not. No. You're not in any danger. You're not in any danger. Got to tell okay. them. Okay. I know. You, you did. All, you, you always did. want to freak people out. You but, did. Yep. Hey. But it, it is a really neat bear. All right. Enough on the bear. Okay. All right. Enough about that. Now, when you get down to the end of this thing, now, there are certain places where the the ceiling of the cave is very low. So or the floor is very high. Or the floor the floor gets high. <laughs> so there's only like four feet of clearance. So if you're if you're over four feet tall, you're gonna have to duck. And one area was actually on the stairs. So you're climbing stairs. You're climbing You're climbing you're climbing up the stairs and the and, and the, the ceiling. ceiling's you coming have, down. And the ceiling's coming down and you have to duck uh to get through there. So But it's all it's all doable. It's all yeah, it's good. It's yeah. all good. I, I mean, mean, what's the point of being in a cave if you're not? You got a spelunk. Yeah. Yeah. It it was really fun. When you're underground and you're in a cave, uh, plants need sunlight. They need light in order to grow. So there's there wasn't any plant life except for what? It was growing around where the lights were. Yeah. They put those lights in there. Some cases it was like it's like a big floodlight. They'll put in certain areas to light up the room or to light the path or whatever. And right next to it, you've got plants that are growing mm -hmm. from the little seedlings, I guess, from things that drop from the bats and things like that. But things that, was, that drop from the bats. Well, like seedlings that drop okay. that drop from the bat. <laughs> <laughs> they just sort of drop things off, and then the light helps it grow. So the waterfall yeah. is real neat. The waterfall was was pretty cool. It's very cool. And that in the big room that all of us, you know, gathered in. Yeah, I was, I was sort of heading there in my in my mind, and then I I got sidetracked. Imagine that, talking about low ceilings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that big room, it is a large cave room. Uh, it's about four hundred feet by three hundred feet by a hundred feet deep. One hundred fifty feet deep. One hundred fifty. One hundred fifty feet deep. It's a real, and that's where you go, and they turn off all the lights, so you can see complete darkness. It's got stalagmites up to twenty-four feet. Yeah, and when you consider that it takes them 
a considerable amount of time to grow one inch. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking when you're talking about 24 feet, that is many, many, many years mm-hmm. of formation. Unless so, the water drips faster at some points than at other points. Yeah. But it still took a long time. Took a long 20, time. A 24 foot stalactite is pretty amazing. It is. Well, when we got up there and then she turned off the all the lights. That was pretty neat. Got real dark. And that's when, surprisingly enough, she wasn't going to, oh, I won't give that away. Never mind. Um, <laughs> you have to go for that. You one. have to go for that. We can't tell them too much. When we when she turned off the lights, the only thing we could see was a couple of people that had glowing shoes. I've always wanted a pair of those tennis <laughs> shoes that, that had the lights on them. I'm telling you, the first time they came out, I searched far and wide for some big enough for my foot. I bet you'd get one of those with wheels on it too, wouldn't you? No, not so much that. <laughs> Just the lights. Just the lights. Yeah. You also like cars like with the lights, lights underneath the cars. Those shadow lights underneath the cars. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I love it. I'm tacky. Tacky, tacky. Yeah. Well, they also have a wishing well down there. It's not a well. It's just a pool. It's a wish. Uh, what they call a wishing pool, I guess, because we walk past it and there's all these coins down in there. But the water was so crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! You, I wanted to drink clear. it, but yeah. And anyway, some people do. Some people do. It's it's drinkable water. It's potable or potable, however you'd say it. it's potable. I think. I think it's potable. I think I think it's potable. I think it's potable. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good trip. It was fun to go down into that cave, explore. Don't pass take, that sign, people, without stopping. Yeah. It takes about an hour and a half to make the whole trip mm-hmm. in and out. It's about a mile and a half. And you will see a lot of really interesting things down there. And, and it's just the, fun being being in a place that's not all bells and whistles. Yeah, but speaking of bells and whistles, there's something about that cave that's sort of a bell and whistle. It's the seismic. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, the seismic monitoring that goes on in that cave. Now, this is pretty interesting. Years ago, when they were building the TVA, the Tennessee Valley Authority, was building the dams and busting up land and doing all those kinds of things to uh, provide electricity to this part of the world. They put in a seismic monitor. Basically, they didn't want to mess up. They wanted the to earth. see the TVA dams to see what the displacement of water would do to the tectonic plant plates in the area. I can read. Now you said that very well. I know from memory too. No, I just said I could read, so I know. it's in front I was of trying me. To, I was trying to help you out. There. You don't need to. Okay. <laughs> the the but they. They still have that in there. They, even after they, when when the TVA completed doing their work, the Department of Defense came in, and they still have those things in there, and they monitor activity around the world. It is the most sensitive. Seismic station on Earth. On Earth, and it's right here in our mountains, in the Great mm-hmm. Smoky Mountains of Tennessee, in Townsend, in the Tuckaleechee Caverns. They use that to monitor uh they can they can detect uh huh and detect nuclear testing across the globe. Yeah, that so, is major. I know. So when, when they tested those nuclear things over in North Korea, they knew about it. Mm-hmm. They knew about it from from Tennessee. Tennessee and they monitor that, and that information is transmitted worldwide. 
Via satellite. Via satellite to some other different places in the world. But it's a very important thing going on right there in Townsend, in the, yeah. in Tuckalegee Caverns. So that was pretty. That was a pretty neat thing too. So. But before we even went to the Tuckalegee Caverns, you know us. We wanted to oh, yeah. eat something. Well, we we got there about lunchtime, and so we decided, well, we got to get something to eat before we go into the cavern. So we, you know, you drive up and down Lamar Alexander Parkway there in Townsend, and there's there's quite a few restaurants. I mean, there's not a lot, but they're they're all local. Yeah, I mean, there's not. Uh, the only chain that you'll find there is that Subway and a pizza. Well, that, and a, there's yeah, a pizza, and pizza hut. hut. Subway and a pizza hut. Other than that, they're all local restaurants. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, how in the world did we forget that we're in COVID season? And yep. the restaurants that we wanted to try out and tell y'all about were were either so crowded or you would have to call ahead and then go and wait. Anyway, it it wasn't conducive to us getting over there and eating and then get to the cavern. So yeah. we ended up at trusty old Subway. Subway sandwiches. The and the and the hamburger joint is real they got they make really good burgers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but there was there was just so many people there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they probably have the last hamburger served right before it was our turn to order. I couldn't have handled that. <laughs> we did go by another place, Smoking Joe's, which is a barbecue joint. And it has a really good reputation for great barbecue. And we pulled up into the driveway and there were quite a few people standing outside near the, the entrance. And I rolled down the window and they said, well, you have to call ahead and place an order and you can come pick it up. They have curbside service. We were sort of on a tight timeline, and we didn't want to go through the process of ordering and then waiting and all that. So we just continued on down, and we found the subway. Good old trusted subway. Yeah, had good good food. Yeah, they had a good sandwich, and they had places you could sit down. You could go in and sit down. Most of the people had on face masks and things like that, but uh, you could you could go in there, and grab a table, and eat, and it was it was good. So, but right next door, yeah, coming out of the subway, right next door is the real treat. It's the the chocolate bar. The chocolate bar, and the manager is Kevin. I didn't catch his last name, but his name is Kevin. He's only been there a few weeks. Uh, at the day today, as we record this, he's been there about a month. Well, now the name chocolate is spelled like chocolate is anywhere else, but bar is spelled B apostrophe A R. So, all right, people, do you know what I'm? I think I get it. Oh, okay. I get it. I think. Well, with a bear it's, in it's, the logo, you sort of get it's it. Chocolate. That, that's a chocolate bar. bar. It's a that's chocolate, a chocolate bar. bar. It's a bear. It's a bear. It's a bar. It's a chocolate bar. And you go in, it's like going into a log cabin, and they've got uh, tables and chairs and a fireplace and a TV and all that stuff. And I am and I look at Kevin, and I go, what do you do? Just, what is this? You just sit down and eat chocolate? And he said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was one of those places that was very warm and inviting. And oh, very much. It, it just, you just wanted to hang out. And besides that, the chocolate's actually good. Yeah, they had good chocolate. Uh, I got some of the, I won't call it a sampler pack, but they've got a little. I ca- would. Got a it case. was a sampler pack. I, yeah, I sort of did my own little sampler thing. Mm-hmm. I just got two or three pieces of chocolate-covered almonds 
uh, chocolate-covered pecans, chocolate-covered cashews, and there was one other kind of a nut. I can't remember what it I was. I managed to get about two pieces. Yeah, you did, but I only got. I got. They're they're pretty small. Yeah. Yeah, they're. Uh, but uh, I got like two or three of each. He was he was pretty generous with the portion, but you buy it by the weight. So we bought a. We just bought a small box of that and just sort of nibbled on it. But it was it was it was really good. And chocolate I had was to good. I had to get my bear loving sister, uh, chocolate, chocolate bears, little tiny. <laughs> it was cute little bears and and a log cabin. Shape you can get one shaped like a canoe or a big bear. It's just fun, and it was good. It was good, and the same people that own the chocolate bar own the Abbey. Yeah, and the Abbey is a former church building. We know that the church is not a building, but they've turned it into a. I don't. I don't know. We've never been in there, but it's I've a read restaurant. About it. it's, it's a restaurant slash pub. Bar Ven- wedding venue. Wedding venue. It's very, very popular. People love to go over there. Mm-hmm. We haven't been there yet. Maybe we we'll need have, to go. We'll have to go over there next time. It's a great place. You know, I guess what we want to tell you is you need to go to the chocolate bar because it's it's a lot of fun. I don't know how many times we pass that too. I know we go through there all the time on our way. We're going through there tomorrow. As a matter of fact, we'll be driving right back through there on our way to uh, Metcalf Bottoms. Metcalf Bottoms and Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And we'll be telling you about that, I'm sure, upcoming. But anyway, it's a great place to visit, and you need to go there. There's, Yeah, there's. Um, I'm sure we'll be going to some of the other attractions there, so we won't talk about them now. But there's other... Townsend is really a destination. It's There's a lot of activities and events going on there. They host a lot of events. They host a lot of events like car shows and uh, anyway, hot, air balloons, hot air balloons, craft shows. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. But we'll talk about Townsend another time, uh, like you said, and we'll let them know what's going on. But right now, we just want to tell you, if you haven't put Tuckalichi Caverns on your list of things to do when you're over there. You need to. It's a lot of fun. It is. And uh, stop by the chocolate bar and tell Kevin we said hello. So, very good. All righty. It's been fun talking to him about it. It has. It's been fun going. Yeah. So, visit our website, mysmokymountainguide.com. You can find us on Facebook. Not so much anywhere else. We're on there, but we really don't do anything with it. You can always find us on our on our website. Click on that podcast microphone in the in the menu and just give us a listen. Yes. Subscribe. And yes. we'll talk to you next time on my Smoky Mountain Guide. Okay. Bye bye.